Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in once again to the place where sports opinions collide. Dead End Sports. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. On this week's episode, we're going to talk about the NBA Draft Lottery. The selection process is over, and we now know the order in which next year's draft is going to pan out. And we're going to talk about it. We're also going to talk about the NBA playoffs. We're down to the final four. And you know we're going to get in some NFL talk. Also some hip-hop talk. Of course, I'm going to be joined by my boys. You know my partners from Dead End Hip Hop, B, Ken, and FIFO. So pass the word. Dead End Sports. It's about to go down. Let's go. Once again, it is Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That can only mean one thing. It is time for the most innovative, interactive show here on Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning in once again. I am your host, 12 Kyle, and this is Dead End Sports, the place where sports opinions collide. The phone number to call in, area code 646-478-0356. Again, 646 478 0356. This is an interactive show. We ask that you not just listen to the show, be a part of the show, participate in tonight's discussion. A couple of ways you can do that, you can log into the chat room. The chat room is always open and interactive. Just create a profile for yourself and participate in tonight's show. Uh, you can also hit us up if you're on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com backslash Dead End Sports. Like our page, become a fan of the page. Keep up with show updates and things of that nature as well. Uh, check out our website, deadendsports.com. We keep all of the fresh sports entertainment ideas right there on that website, so check that out on a daily basis. Uh, also, if you're on Twitter, uh, check us out at Dead End Sports. Follow us at Dead End Sports. Uh, you can also follow us individually on Dead End Sports. Excuse me, on Twitter. Uh, follow B at B-E-E-Z-Y-430. Uh, you can follow FIFO at F-E-E-F-O-247. You can follow Ken at K-B-I-N-G-E. And you can follow me, 12 Kyle, at the number 1-2-K-Y-L-E. Uh, remember, this show is being broadcast live each and every Tuesday night. So in the event you cannot listen to the show live, make sure that you check out the archives at blogtalkradio.com backslash Sports, Or you can also catch it on Stitcher as well. If you have an Android or an iPhone, just go to your application store. Download the Stitcher application. It's for free. Uh, search Dead End Sports, and you can listen at home or at, or at your leisure. just depends on whatever you want to do. Uh, hit us up, 646-478-0356. Man, so much sports to talk about. NBA Draft Lottery, the NBA Playoffs, the Final Four. Uh, has already been set and games are underway. Games are being played as we speak. Um, NFL talk. Uh, we're going to talk some hip-hop, as I mentioned in the intro. So much to talk about, man. I can't do it alone. We only got two hours. Let's get it cracking, man. Let me bring in my boys. Uh, first and foremost, man, 
my boy from he hails from Detroit. He says Detroit versus everybody, and I think he's feeling like that now. Let's bring in my man B. B, what's going on, man? <laughs> right. Oh man, that's all right, man. <laughs> that's all I can say. Yes, yes, yes. All right, let's bring in my man, Ken. Ken, what's up, man? That's true. Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. Last but not least, let's bring in the point guard of the crew, my man, FIFO. FIFO, what's going on? You know, for some reason we're having some type of audio issue. I can hear you, and everybody can hear me, but I don't know. This is weird. Yeah, let's keep it going. Um, and my man Charles is in the chat room. Let me ask him. He, he asked the question. He said, the broadcast started. All right, say something, Ken. See, I can hear. That's weird. All right, let me see if I... Yeah, I unmuted you. Uh, give me one second here. Because, see, now I can't even hear the music. And I know it doesn't have anything. Well, I stopped the music. Well, the, well I'm sorry, that song stopped playing, I should say. Um, okay. Having a little technical difficulties. Bear with us one second. Phone number to call in, 646 All right, let me reload. Because it looks like it's an issue with it looks like it's a blog talk radio issue, and it's not anything on our end. Let's go to the studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're still we're still live on Google Plus. Um, <laughs> blog talk radio, we just ate, um, which is weird. This is crazy. All right. Anyway, so we're gonna we're gonna keep it talking. We're gonna keep going. I'm gonna um, try to fight through this here. Uh, whatever taking. I, I think I can because everybody says they can only hear me. I'm getting the text messages. Um, nevertheless, uh, like I said, the NBA draft lottery's been set. Uh, if you have been hiding under a rock, the number one pick for the second straight year goes to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Man, let's start right there, B. Man, what? What's your, let's start with B first, man. What's your take on that? <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. And <laughs> <laughs> FIFO, man, what's your take on it, man? For the second straight year, man, the Cavaliers have the number one pick. Yeah, what's your take on it, Ken? I mean, like I said, two years in a row, uh, is somebody getting paid under the table or something? I mean, how does this happen? Yeah, 
right. <laughs> the money team. It's crazy because I just I was just looking at um, ESPN. They said that coming into the draft or coming into the lottery, uh, Cleveland had a 1.7 percent chance of getting the number one pick again. Um, I hate to be the conspiracy theorist type guy, but um, this is crazy, man. I mean, this isn't really supposed to happen. Um, I don't really know how the NBA goes about it because if you look at it. Um, you have a situation where, uh, you know, they, they've been down. Cleveland has been down for years, and they've been, um, you know, obviously everybody knows what happened with LeBron and the whole nine. I think the frustrating thing as a fan is that, you know, what, what do you tell the fans in Philadelphia? What do you tell the fans in Milwaukee? What do you tell the fans like be in Detroit? You know, they, they have, they're long-suffering fans, and they have uh, – Somebody said, uh, okay, I just got a tweet said, tell Ken to plug in his headphones. Um, well, we, I can hear Ken. I don't know. We're still having, and I apologize, we're having some, for some reason, like right after that song when our blog talk radio's um, site just went down. But you can still check us out, and we're going to tweet it out, too, from um, from the Google Hangout because you can see us live, live stream on Google Hangout. We can still do the show from Google Hangout. Uh, you know, we just won't have any music. <laughs> we won't have any music. But, uh uh, and we, I don't know how we'll be able to take calls, but I'm still working on it. I don't know what is going on with the Blog Talk radio site, but we apologize for that. That sometimes is what can happen when you're dealing with uh, live radio. Um, nevertheless, um, answering the question, man, I, I, I mean, obviously it's, it's fortunate for Cleveland. Um, you know, they, they win again, uh, so to speak. Uh, you've got a young dynamic point guard in Kyrie Irving who isn't happy to be there at all. Um, Yet he is looking at a situation where uh, they drafted a big kid, uh, Bennett, last year. He struggled uh, for most of his rookie season, and you know, but he showed some signs toward the end of the season as far as bouncing back. So, um, I mean, you never know. I, conspiracy, the conspiracy theorist in me thinks that that's a nice little push for LeBron to come home. I don't, I don't know. I mean, a lot has to happen. Obviously, LeBron has to. He has business to take care of, uh, you know, this postseason has his hands full right now with the uh, Indiana Pacers. But um, but I tell you what, it's, uh, you know, it, it, they're, they're very fortunate. <laughs> That's all I can say. I don't know how that happens. Um, I don't know who pulled the strings or who did what, but um, for that to happen was uh, uh, nothing short of a miracle because I don't think people in Cleveland even expected to to get the number one pick again let alone uh, anyone else. So um, there you go. Uh, the phone number to call in, area code 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. I am your host, 12 Kyle. This is Dead End Sports. We are broadcasting live, streaming live on Ustream. Um, on the Google Hangout, uh, we're going to tweet out the information where you can join us in the uh, – Okay, I said the connection is good. Okay, so but we can, for some reason we're having issues with uh, dead not dead end sports. We're having issues with blog talk radio, but it's not our fault. Um, nevertheless, we'll keep pushing through. Um, we're definitely going to get in some more draft talk uh, as the night progresses. 
Again, the phone number to call in, area code 67646. I'm about to give up my cell phone number again. Okay, there we go. Where? That's weird. Everything just popped up all of a sudden. Okay, let me see if I can throw. Hang on with me one second. Let me throw, see if I can throw some music on. Okay, I, I see the music playing, but I don't hear it. Um, okay, now I hear it. Okay, you guys were muted. Here you okay. go. Okay, Got yeah, it. I can hear 10 now. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah, there Okay, we go. there we go. There we Perfect. Go. Yeah, good job. Good job. <laughs> An issue with Blog Talk hand Radio, clap. man. Like I said, live yeah. radio, man. You just never know what could happen. Um, you had a hand we're... clap. You had a hand clap. <laughs> <laughs> 10 minutes in and, and all hell breaks loose. Um You're right. Nevertheless, let's go ahead and keep it keep it moving. Um, as far as the NBA playoffs, man, like I said, the the playoff playoffs already underway. Um, right now, Miami and uh, and uh, Indiana are battling. Let's start right there, man. Miami, we, we got to give our predictions. Miami versus Indiana. Um, who wins and how many games it goes? I'll start first with you, uh, Fifo. Uh, how many games do you think this is going to go, and who do you think is going to win? Oh, um, you know, I think this is going to go seven, man. And, I, you know, I got Miami. Um, I'm not going to go against the champs. I'm going to go with the champs. And, you know, Indiana won the game seven, so be careful what you wish for. Okay, okay. You said be careful what you wish for. All right. <laughs> what about you, Kia? How many games do you think this is going, man? Oh, man. Oh man, you know what? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> you know this is this is difficult for me, man, because um, Indiana looks really, really focused and locked in um, on beating Miami, and Miami so far has failed to meet that challenge. Um, I, I think they're they're into the game now. It, it's tied, so it's a little bit more competitive. But um, I, like much like people, man, I, I've been saying it all year, and I'm gonna say it again, man. I, I, I'm gonna stick with what I what I said, what I said, man. I, no need to back it out now. So Miami will win, uh, and I think they will win it in six. I think they'll win it uh, in Miami, game six. Okay, okay, Miami in six. All right, B, what, what's your take on it, man? Now I'm sticking with my guns. I said at the very beginning of the year when we first said, who you got coming out the West? I said, go to state. Who you got coming out in the East? I was like, Indiana. I still got Indiana. I'm going to stick with it. Even though I was from like from like late March to like, you know, and I, I and Ken can attest to this, like eight, late March to the beginning of the playoffs, I was like, man, I don't know. I'm going to root for Indiana no more. They look, they look suspect as hell. Like, I don't think I'm going to root for them. And Ken was like, I told you, I told you, they not ready. But you know now, right now, playing against uh, Miami, it's like this is the this is the series they've been waiting for since the beginning of training camp in October. They just been waiting for this. They and they said they want a home court advantage against Miami in this series. They got it, and in the game one, you saw how focused they look, and they they look just as well, just as focused as game two so far. So, you know, I, I think Indiana gonna pull this out in seven. You know what I mean? They gonna play at home on, on, on game seven. I'm gonna stay, I'm sticking to my guns. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, I think the thing is, I think Indiana learned a lot. And and them managing to survive those first two rounds, I think it 
it allows them to grow up and face adversity on levels they really hasn't faced. Well, they yep. before, but they managed to overcome them. Yeah. And, uh, and I think because of that, that's going to really play in their favor. It, you know, it's going, it's going to help them in this series. But I think if Miami get back to playing like champs and stop doing crap like that, they, they should win this series. Now, if they play, play San Antonio, I don't know if they're going to win the championship, but we'll, we'll, we'll get there if we get there. And we'll talk about that at that moment in time. San Antonio, man. Anyway, we'll talk about them later. But, yeah. I think Miami was able. I think Indiana was able to grow up, man, and, and we'll see. Um, we'll see how it works out for them. Told you, Ken. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I um, I, I, I initially said six. Um, after seeing game one, I'm I'm a backtrack a little bit. I'm gonna say seven. I think Miami wins in seven. Um, I think it'll go seven games. I think uh, both teams. I think you're gonna see a lot of ebb and flow. I think both teams will. You know, do well. I would not be surprised if Indiana wins tonight and Miami goes back home and takes uh, takes two in Miami because um, teams play so much better at home. But I just I think the thing that the thing that stops me from picking Indiana to win is that I just they've been so inconsistent and so up and down. No two games have been the same for this team. I mean, this is the same team that my Atlanta Hawks had on the brink of elimination just like two, three weeks ago um, and could have knocked out of the playoffs, um, but didn't. And, and, and we all knew that Indiana has more talent, and we all knew that Indiana was the better team, so they won. And same when they came, play, you know, came to play the Wizards, but also another seven-game series. So I don't think this is going to be an easy road at all. I think you know Indiana makes it a lot tougher for a lot of teams um, you know, styles make fights, and it's all about matchups and things of that nature. Um, but I just think, you know, the champs, I, I really, it's hard for me to see LeBron, you beating LeBron, you know, four games. You, you got to beat him, you know, four, you got to beat him four times. I, we haven't seen it happen yet. I just haven't. And I just think when it's all said and done, um, you know, he, he's going to do what he needs to do to get his team over the hump. But you know what, though? I, I think if you go back to those first two games and the intensity of Indiana, they were not playing the Heat. When they played the Heat, they're consistent because they're absolutely focused on beating them. And when they started the season, their focus was getting the number one seed so they can be in this advantage right now. So they yep. were teams and they were playing things like they were the Miami Heat because that's who they wanted to be. Now, as the season progressed and they had their lead, you know, and people started playing against them, it tapered off a little bit, you know, as we saw as the season went on. But whenever they right. the heat, they were focused. And I think they will be consistent playing the heat as they have been throughout the regular season. So I think we can talk that out. So I know everybody's talking about that, but I don't think that applies when it comes to the pace of the heat. They just, they have to really take the thing. And it's just like people said earlier. This is their version of Boston, you know, to the, the, the bad boys and how they have to get over the hump. This is their hump. This is the LeBron James and Dwayne Wade hump that they have to face. So yep. you got to go through that to win a championship. And, you know, if they win, I mean, credit to them doing it. They didn't run from a challenge, you know? So why do you, why do you think that they have – use the first two rounds to kind of play down to the level of competition then? 
Because Atlanta had a losing record and they didn't take them serious. Um, I think matchups, because Atlanta still had them in game six. They didn't know how to close. Right. I think that experience worked to their advantage. Same thing with the Wizards. The Wizards, uh, they had a lot of games, too. You know, they shot bad in one game, but the other games, they had those games. And they didn't know how to close, and they lost. But I think the experience played out to worked in their favor. Because I still think the Wizards overall was a better team, but they just didn't have the playoff experience in the second round that Indiana had. That's all. Okay, okay. Anybody else want to chime in on that as far as why they think they played down to their competition? Because they, they, they hold, like I said before, their whole focus was Miami Heat. It was like Miami Heat, Miami Heat, Miami Heat. They had like a tunnel vision of Miami Heat. And I think they were sticking past their opponents at the time, you know, Atlanta Hawks and the Wizards. I think they were just looking past them and was like, you know what, you know, Miami already advanced. They in the Eastern Conference Finals. Let's, we, you know, we're we going to focus on them. So I think it was really they just had a tunnel vision on this series and this series alone. It was ready, and they couldn't wait to play Miami Heat. I, I think they were just looking past their opponents. Coming from someone that played ball before, I've done that before, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm really, I really want to play this team, but we playing this squad first, but I'm not, like, giving it my – you know, I may be giving it like 80%, but I'm not giving it my 100%. So I think that's what probably happened in Indiana, and especially in the Atlanta Hawks uh, situation. No, let, let, let's be honest. Indiana has been on on, on, on a downward spiral during, the, re, during right. the end of the regular season. So this wasn't brand new. This, You know, what happened to them in the first two rounds wasn't brand new. I think we all kind of expected it the way that they came into the playoffs. Um, I think that they're now starting to find their stride you know, and a little bit of their confidence, especially Roy Hibbert, um, you know. So I think that's really been the change. Uh, you know, it, it almost seems as Roy Hibbert goes, this Patriot team goes, mainly because David West, you know, let's be honest, he's the most consistent guy on this squad. And then, you know, from there, we don't know what Paul George we're getting as of late, you know, which Lance Stevenson we're getting as of late. But, um, you know, it, it just seems as – Whenever Roy Hibbert puts his staple on the game, and, and you know, just being aggressive, not necessarily trying to be a twenty ten guy, but you know, just being seven foot two, it just changes the, the dynamic of this this entire team. So, um, you know, if he plays well, I, I think they have a good chance of knocking out the Heat. Yeah, I, I guess you know the thing is, is that he he has been the model of inconsistency inconsistency throughout this whole playoffs. Um, I mean, like you said, 7-2, but, he, you know, that first round, I mean, he looked like he was, you know, 5-2. He just, I mean, he was just terrible. And, you know, but, you know, to his credit, he stuck with it. Um, he's got his confidence back, obviously. And then he's also That's playing it. in a situation where he's not playing against a, a someone who is, uh, you know, pulling him outside because, you know, the, the, the Hawks, big men, they pulled him outside and they made him, you know, come out of the paint. So Teague was able to take whomever off the dribble and then they had to play it honest and, you know, they could get to the rim at any any point in time. You know, unless Bosch plays the five and, and is able to hit that outside shot. Bosch couldn't make a make a shot the other day. And so Hibbert had no reason to, to step outside the paint. Uh, they, tried, they tried to bring Udonis Haslam in and do the same. He missed a couple of shots and they never really got them going either. That's what's going to be the key to get Hibbert out of the paint, you know, if Miami is to you know, try to remove him. If not, they've got to try to attack the basket. But uh, Hibbert, you know, if you're seven feet, you got to play seven feet. Uh, so far, but so good. He's off to a good start. 
Go ahead, Viva. It's not even just that. Um, you know, Hibbert, when, when he's offensively aggressive and he's actually hitting, that's a problem because he hit a couple, you know, about 12 to 14-foot jump hooks in the lane against Barr. So Miami really doesn't have an answer just size-wise. And, and, and that's been their Achilles heel. You know, they, they just they don't have physically a guy to match up. Chris Anderson does his best. But he's not, you know, truly a banger. He's more of a flyer type of big man. Um, you know, that's why they signed Greg Oden. And, you know, I, I, I don't know, you know, if we're going to see him. You know, I read a couple of reports saying that, you know, he might be back some point in time in this series. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. really think Miami needs him. You know, or yeah. Miami needs a body like it, you know, so... I don't know, man, um, but I still take Miami, mainly because, you know, LeBron has a whole nother level in gear that no, no, nobody on this planet can match, and we've seen it. We've seen it. So, you know, he just did it against Brooklyn this year, you know, in the last mm. round. So, you know, he, he can do it, man. He can do it. So when you have a guy like that, when you have the best player on the planet, I'm going with you, and especially he wants twice. He wants a third. He wants – because I think he's already cemented himself. But he gets a three-peat in there? Just stop talking. Just stop talking. Right, right. I think he knows that. You know, because, you know, LeBron's a student in the game. He kind of knows that. So, I, I think he's really playing hard for it. I don't, you know, if, if they lose, they lose. But, you know, I don't think you're going to be able to put it on LeBron. Yeah, you know what else, people? I think when you look at that first game, you know, Indiana has everything went in their favor, right? Plus 22 from the free throw line. They were hitting threes like crazy. They shot 60% in the first half. But when you look at the final score, they only won by 11. You know, and Miami didn't play a good game. And we still haven't, even in this first quarter, even though they're up by three, we still haven't seen Miami play with the, with the focus and level of intensity they had when they played against Brooklyn. It seemed like they got up to play Brooklyn every single game. But they yep. still respect right. the Pacers. And I think they really have to give these guys some level of respect if they want to advance. Because they're coming for the net. And they got to yeah. do this. So they got to get back to playing like they're playing against Brooklyn, man. Or they, or they will be going home. I feel you. I feel you. Um, How is that a problem, Chalmers? I feel you. Phone <laughs> number to call in, area code 646 Four seven eight zero three five six. Apparently, whatever issues we had with Blog Talk Radio earlier are now gone. The phone lines are now open. Hit us up six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Press the number one to speak to us. We are also streaming live on Google uh, Chat, Google Hangout. So hit us up six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Conversely, the other side, the West Coast, we got the the Western Conference. We've got. Uh, San Antonio versus OKC. Of course, uh, OKC went down to San Antonio uh, in the first game. Um, so they're looking to bounce back tomorrow night in San Antonio. So I'll start right there, B. Uh, who, who do you think is going to win this series and in how many games? Oh, man. Right now, Spurs are looking freaking unstoppable. I, I, and, by, and, you know, it is amazing how, oh, you know, you people take – you know, Ibaka for granted, but you know when you missing your your best uh, low post defensive guy in the paint, it, it takes away a lot. And and the way San Antonio played last night, and I know it's game one is one game, but 
I say ten. I say Spurs in five. At the way they look, damn. Them, Spurs are, <laughs> yeah, Spurs looking unstoppable right now. It's like damn. So yeah, I'm gonna say Spurs in five, man. I mean, I think there's only so much Durant and Westbrook can do when you when your when your other starting lineup and your other bench. You know, I think Nick Collison and Perkins had zero points in the whole second half. Like. You know, with Baca out, and, and granted, Perkins is not a scoring first type of guy. Right. You know, so is Collison, but you somebody else got to step up. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, if, if, and I don't think it's going to continue to happen. Somebody else got to step up at some point and make the adjustments. But Spurs just look, they look, they clicking on all cylinders right now. It's like nothing to stop them. They look focused. They look like game six last year in the finals, pissed them the fuck off, and now they are just going off. Ever since the second round, they look unstoppable. I mean, literally unstoppable. Definitely, definitely, man. They, they. I, I don't think you can ever base a series off of one game, man. But it, it, it's been right, right. The way they've been playing, man. Has just been phenomenal. Um, they, the way that they jumped out on them, and 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 I, you got to give OKC credit, man, because OKC could have folded the tent early in that game, mm-hmm. and they battled and back, they and they kept fighting, and they kept fighting, and kept fighting. So I think. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of credit needs to be given to them as well. Um, personally, I I picked OKC, man. I'm gonna stick with my pick, man. OKC in seven, man. OKC in mm-hmm. seven. I think the MVP and, and, and the sidekick Russell Westbrook. Uh, I think they'll get it done. I, I, how they're gonna get it done? I don't know. This, this <laughs> but, is hey, this, this is Durant's chance to show us why he's the MVP this season. So he right. If, if, if you really want to solidify your MVP season, this is the time for you to step up and win this series. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. This is this is it because this is where, you know, your name and, and your legacy will be made and, um, yep. you know, people will remember this forever. You know, obviously you're, you're empty-handed. And, 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 not, and like you said, Ibaka's not a guy that's going to score a lot of points. However, he brings that defensive presence, and uh, they made it, it very prevalent throughout the telecast last night. Uh, about how San Antonio lived in the paint. So, mm-hmm. you know, when, yep. when you have that, there's really not much you can do. Um, so I'm, I'm going to throw it to you, FIFO, man. What's your take, man? Who wins and in how many games? You know, this – This um, I had OKC before the Ibaka injury. Okay. So I, 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 don't, I don't know, man. Um, Ibaka definitely changes a lot, a lot. And you've seen that, you know, San Antonio scored over 60 points in the paint last night. That's tough. That's tough. So, <laughs> yeah. it is re- it's real hard for me to evaluate it, mainly because when they go small, KD has the length to play, but he, he just doesn't have the feel. And, and you saw it because all Tim Duncan was doing was just pump faking them, and, and Durant just looked like right. he was in no man's land. And, uh, you know, he's just not comfortable defensively, you know, guarding a basket like that. So, they're going to play small which, you know, I think they're trying to force. Uh, I think San Antonio has an advantage. But, um, you know, OKC did close the gap when they went big, so maybe that's the key. But at the end of the day, Ibaka is your third guy. You right. traded away Harden. Ibaka is primarily your number three man. And, you know, KD said it. You know, there's no way that one person is going to replace those 15 points and, you know, eight rebounds that he averages. It's going to be a, a team collective. And with Perkins and, you know, Perry Jones and Jeremy Lamb and everybody else that's going to get minutes in the series, it doesn't always have to be the same third guy, but a third guy has to come and play. 
whether it be Reggie Jackson, whoever. They're going to need a third guy performance every game that they win because they're mm-hmm. not going to be able to beat them just Westbrook and Durant. You know, right. um, San Antonio is that much better now. You know what I'm saying? Um, they have a lot more firepower, you know, more than Durant and Westbrook can handle on them by themselves, I think. That's true. That that's a great point. That's a great point. There, there, there's going to have to be a third score from somewhere. Uh, they don't know where it's going to come from, but it's got to come from somebody at some point in time. What What about you, Ken? What's your take on it, man? Who, who wins this series and when and how many games? Uh, I'm calling for the sweep, Kyle. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. I don't want to call the sweep. Uh, San Antonio are are playing like a team possessed. Yeah. Um, I don't know how they do it. Everybody seems to be able to hit shots. They pass the ball. The ball movement. It, it, it's just amazing. You don't know who's going to hit hit a shot. Um, right. Without Ibaka, it becomes really, really tough. And, you know, much like the three of you already said, it's tough to replace not only the points and the rebounds, but the blocks. And yeah. um, even Adams as a rookie can only do so much. And we saw what happened with Kevin Durant and Westbrook as the game went on. They just... They just ran out of gas. Kevin, you know, Durant still had a pretty good game, but they need their pieces, man. And it's really unfortunate that this happened to OKC. You know, last year was Westbrook. This year it's Ibaka. Um, but without without all of their horses, man, they're, they're, you need to be fully healthy to beat San Antonio. You got to be playing your A plus game to beat San Antonio. And clearly. Um, the way OKC has kind of went through the whole playoffs, they haven't been doing that. And now they don't have a Baca, you know, the sheer talent of Durant and Westbrook just won't be enough. Uh, four or, or or five, maybe they win one in in, in OKC. But it's not you call it for the sweep? Yeah, it's not going to be long, man. Wow! 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 You heard it here first. Same man to pick the Blazers to win in six. I know. I'm not, right. <laughs> I, I'm not going against Spurs anymore. Uh, I don't know if FIFO remembers, but, man, back before everybody started messing with the Spurs, I used to always, you know, say the Spurs, Spurs this, Spurs that. You know, they're going to beat the Lakers here and there. And, you know, it never happened. But, um, nah, man, I, I learned my lesson. I learned my lesson. <laughs> nah. No doubt, no doubt. The phone number to call in, area code 646-478-0356. Again, 646-47. My man Tiago in the, in the chat room said, so you're going to eat your words again. Uh, 646-478-0356. You're listening live to Dead End Sports. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. Joined by my partners in crime, Ken, B, and FIFO. Uh, hit us up, 646-478-0356. Remember, we broadcast live each and every Tuesday night, so in the event you cannot listen to the show live, make sure that you check out the archives at blogtalkradio.com backslash deadendsports. Uh, make sure that you check out us on Stitcher as well. If you have an Android or iPhone, uh, you can download the Stitcher application, 
Search Dead End Sports and listen for free at your leisure, at home or on the go. It's just that simple. Again, 646-478-0356. So now we we talked about the we talked about the Final Four. We talked about the 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 NBA draft. I mean, it's a, it's a lot of stuff going on as far as the NBA is concerned. Obviously, uh, some of the biggest news, you know, the last couple of weeks has been, we talked about it at nauseum, uh, the issue with the uh, Donald Sterling um, ruling. Now, what I'm hearing now is that there, there's rumblings that players are threatening to boycott next season if Donald Sterling is still the owner at the time that training camp opens, or excuse me, when the season starts. Um, so a boycott, I mean, like, you know, there was talk about a boycott, uh, from the Clippers, but we're talking, but we're talking about league wide players having a boycott you know, not showing up for games, that type of thing, a unified front from the NBA players. If Sterling is in place, which I don't know how you can force him out, especially if he goes to, to court and, and it looks like that's where this is headed. Um, so I'm gonna start there with you, Cam. What, what's your take on that? What, do you think that the players will do that? And do you think Sterling will still be in place uh, by the time the season starts? Sterling is a very smart businessman with a lot of money that can pay very smart people a lot of money to protect what he owns. What I mean by that is that I've heard that. He can have his wife file for divorce, which will lock up everything. Wow! If that happens, yep. because of the yep. assets, the properties that he, the assets that he owns, they wouldn't be able to force him to sell until yeah. that divorce is settled, which they can drag out for years. Right? Of course. If he makes that play, which it wouldn't surprise me now that they set a date that, that, you know, if he did, he'll still be the owner. He'll still be the owner. So now what does the league do? Because we don't know how long that lasts. So while okay. I'm all for a boycott, I think it depends on what happens on June 3rd if it gets that far. Um, so if, if he does, if they don't file for the divorce and it's just a regular voting, um, and he's not out. Yeah, I can see them boycotting, but then what do you do then? You know what I'm saying? How do you get him out of the league? That was stupid. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 Play ball, man. What are y'all guys doing? This is not. Anyway, that was dumb as hell, man. Make the simple play. Play basketball. Anyway. But, yeah, what do you do, man? I'm all for the boycott, man. I like to see, you know, them make a stand somehow. Um, but, you know, if they don't vote him out, what the hell do you do? Yeah, and, and I, you know, and it's not, well, you know what? I know what happens. I think they'll have to vote him out then because they're not making any money. Money calls. Ken, Ken. First, first of all, uh, Donald Sterling cannot prolong um, the whole situation by actually getting a divorce with his wife, mainly because the NBA bylaws state that <clears throat> when they take um, their action that they're taking, it includes all owners, all owners. So, you know, there's not many 
franchises left that are just solely owned by one guy. So, okay. All right. So what that so what that means is when when they start to dissolve this team, she Shelly Sterling is also part owner, so therefore you're gone as well. Uh, so 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 that takes care of that. Also, they can force him out, and here's the reason why Donald Sterling is going to lose is because he clearly went against one of the bylaws in the Constitution of the NBA. Now, the NBA, because they are a private league, they are not owned by the public. You see what I'm saying? This is not a federal government, uh, a federal entity. So, therefore, Sterling can't take them to court. There is a process in place by the NBA, and that process is going to take place. Now, it might be slightly prolonged, um, but at the end of the day, it, it's going to happen. It, it, it's going to happen because it's the NBA, and this and these are the laws that they wrote in place just in case of something like this did happen. And, you know, there, there, there's a lot of, you know, gray area, but at the end of the day, this is the NBA, and, and, and it's a private league. And they're gonna do what's best for. They're gonna protect their brand, and this is not good for the brand. So he's gonna be going ASAP. It is FIFA bringing it home. Um, yeah, because I, well, I would he, say because because if if the uh, league vote him, if the league vote him off, then I mean is he can't. It's nothing he can't fight, right? If the the majority of the owners vote him off, like if it's unanimously, if it's unanimously, like if every single owner votes him off. Then there's nothing he can fight, right? No, not really. Yeah, I'm saying. So I think all that divorce stuff, that ain't gonna matter if the if the majority of owners, all what, 29 of them, vote them off. You know what I'm saying? So it's gonna be this. This is gonna be interesting, man. It, it, I'm I'm interested how this gonna plan out, especially by with some of the star players, you know, plan to boycott next season if Donald Sterling is still, you know, the owner of the Clippers. So. We're we going to see if, if the commissioner is going to jump the gun on this really quick because you don't want to see this drag out. Definitely, definitely. And, and you know what? One thing that, that stood out to me was I think one of the first people that they asked was uh, Blake Griffin. Um, I'm not sure of his contract status. If I'm not mistaken, Blake Griffin is still locked in through next year. Um, but they asked him, I guess, right after they were eliminated, you know, what his thoughts was as far as whether or not he planned to come back or what have you, and he said he hadn't gotten that far in his thought process, but you could clearly see that he was not happy about what had happened or anything like that. The Clippers players won't ever say, you know, that this is the reason why they lost. They'll say, okay, well, hey, we got beat by, you know, the better team, or we got beat by a team that we feel like we were better than, but they beat us in, 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 you know, best best out of seven. Um, That being said, I think, First of all, I, I tip my hat to any NBA player that, that draws that line in the sand that feels that adamant about it because, you know, for a lot of times, for a long time, uh, guys of this generation have been billed as being selfish and not really worrying about themselves. And, you know, you always hear these, you know, so-called black leaders saying, you know, these young, rich millionaires, they don't stand up for anything. Well, what they fail to understand is that – you know the same struggle is not the struggle that they came through in the 50s and 60s is not the same struggle for you know people of today uh so the the fight is different but to have these guys like LeBron and Kobe speak out and you know say hey we don't like this you know if he's back you know we're not going to play 
that type of thing. I mean, it really forces their hand. That being said, I don't know how fast you can make someone sell something. I mean, for one, you got to get a, a team of people. You have to get a team of investors. Of course, we've heard names like Oprah and Magic and even Dr. Dre being thrown around as far as potential owners or buyers of the Clippers. But one, you have to have a willing partner to sell. Uh, and Sterling sounds to me like someone who will drag this thing out if he can. Uh, and I think that's his intention. Uh, I think this vote that they're going to have, that the NBA is going to have in a couple of weeks, um, excuse me, I think it's but in two weeks um, that they're going to have, I think is going to be, it's going to tell you a lot about where, you know, the NBA is headed. And, and, and Adam Silver, you know, he has his plate full. He doesn't want this because, you know, if for nothing else, it's a bad look PR-wise. Um, it's a terrible look PR-wise because you can't have, they, you know, everybody's distancing, distancing themselves from Donald Sterling, and rightfully so. Even probably some people who feel the same way as Donald Sterling, they don't want to be caught, you know, publicly, you know, supporting him or, or being, you know, it, being in his corner. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. Like I said, I don't know how you can get rid of an owner or get rid of a make an owner sell a team that fast. But, you know, apparently, and just a little bit I've heard about, I, I heard the rumblings about the divorce thing that Ken spoke of, but what, from what I understand, the NBA never recognized Donald Sterling's wife as a owner of the, of, the, uh, of the team. So I don't know how she can claim ownership if the team is taken away from him. So, and they're not going to let him or her or anybody else in, with the Sterling name have any type of ownership in the team. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays. Um, obviously, you know, guys like Chris Paul and, and, and Blake Griffin are in the forefront, you know, because it's their team. However, uh, when you have other superstars and other teams and, and they're talking about a unified boycott, uh, you know, that definitely has raised some eyebrows and, and Adam Silver is definitely watching. Uh, the phone number to call in, area code 646-478-0356. Again, six four six four seven eight zero three five six. You are locked in live to Dead End Sports. I'm your host, Twelve Kyle, and this is Dead End Sports. Um, now I want to talk a little hip hop, man. We talk hip hop all the time. Uh, probably don't get a chance to talk enough hip hop on this show, and we're gonna try to infuse that a little bit even more as we go forward. Um, I was going through some things the other day, man, and, and I came up on this site on the Bleacher Report. Uh, and it says, NBA stars name their top five songs during the playoffs. Um, and then it gave a list of, like, some of the NBA players and some of the five songs that, you know, some of their top five, you know, music that they listen to basically before they get ready for a game. Um, so before I even opened it, I, I tried not to have any type of preconceived ideas about what guys listen to or what have you. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to read a list of uh, some of the songs, some of the, some of the artists, and some of the players, as far as what they bump, well, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they bump it in the whip, but I know they bump it before the games. Okay. Start first with uh, now. Some of these players aren't playing anymore, so so you know. But here we go. Uh, Jamal Crawford from the L.A. Clippers. Uh, this is what he. This is his top five pregame. Heaven's Afternoon by Wale. Schoolboy Q, Man of the Year. Kendrick Lamar, Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe Remix with Jay-Z, Happy by Pharrell, and uh, Biggie, Sky's the Limit. Uh, DeAndre Jordan, uh, Work Remix by ASAP Ferg. We Made It <laughs> by Drake. Uh, Hit Him Up by Tupac. 
We Them Boys by Wiz Khalifa, and uh, Big Baby Gonna Turn It Up by Glenn Davis. Never heard that one before. Um, <laughs> my man uh, Bradley Beal from the Washington Wizards, Schoolboy Q, Man of the Year, uh, I Know by Yo Gotti, The Language by Drake, Danny Glover Remix by Young Thug, uh, and War Ready by Rick Ross. John Wall of the Washington Wizards, he said the Danny Glover Remix, uh, Live That Life by Lil Durk, Bang Bros by Lil Durk, Make Me by Meek Mill, and uh, What Would You Do by Rich Homie Quan. And last but not least, Damian Lillard, uh, he says he plays 400 Degrees by Juvenile, uh, Hey Soul <laughs> Sister by Train, uh, Memories by Rich Homie Quan, Dead Presidents by J. Cole, and Closer to My Dreams by Drake. So that got me to thinking. We listen to hip-hop. We're about to go out and play. We, we talked about this a couple months ago about just playing your favorite song or, or what song you would play before you played before you went into a game. But I want to get your top five. What's, what's five songs that you would play? You, you're about to step on the floor for the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, Ken, man. What, what are you about to play? Give me five songs that you're going to bang in your, in, in, your beats, in your Beats headphones right before you step on the floor. Oh, man. Can't hear you, Ken. I can't hear you. Master P. Yeah. There you go, Cowd. Cowd. Um. Damn, I had these earlier. Shit, I should have wrote them down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Master P. Bout it, bout it. Uh, shit. Hey, man, let 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 me rethink about this. Damn, fuck. <laughs> uh, you, I, I, I got. I got my five. I got my five. Okay, go ahead, B. Um, no Limit Soldiers, uh, Master P. Actually, two Master P songs. No Limit Soldiers, Make Them Say Uh. That, uh there's something about those beats that just give me hype going crazy. Um, Victory. Actually, the first verse, the biggest first verse on Victory. Just the way it starts off, just how the beat, the beat, you know, gets you just ready. Like, just the beginning of the beat before Biggie comes in. And then Biggie's first verse, that just gets me going all the time. Another one, I, and I forgot about this one. Band from TV by Noriega. That was another one I used to go nuts off of. Swift beat, that beat was like bananas. I used to go crazy off that one. And then um, last one I used to play was, um, I mean, most of these are pretty much all down south songs. Um, mm-hmm. uh, three, <laughs> three Six Mafia, Elbow Niggas. <laughs> that used to, Man, I heard that in a minute. It used to give me hype. I mean, you know, I'm not, not elbow nigga. I'm sorry, not elbow nigga. Weak ass bitch. That one. Okay. That that one. That one used to give me so hype. That used to give me hype. So yeah, those my that five songs. I said that's five songs, right? Yeah, two master. Yeah, that's five. Three six. Yeah, Biggie, Biggie, and then in Ori Band from TV. So the, them. That's my playlist right there. It just gives me going crazy. I can play that shit now. I can play those five songs now before a basketball game right now, today, and I go crazy. Even though all those songs in the 90s, I can play that today and still get hyped. Okay, okay. What about you, FIFO? Man, you're, you're, you're five that's going to either bang in the whip or bang in your ears right before you hit the floor. You already know. You already know. Oh, man. Like, all right, so, so one of them, no particular order, no particular order. Right. Uh, Jay-Z public service announcement. Okay. Definitely. That man, man, yo, that that that's one of my, you know, if y'all watch the Better Hip Hop, 
show, y'all know uh, we had an ad segment asked us uh, what would be the one album if we were stuck on an island that we would, you know, take and just listen to all the time. To me, it was the Black Album. And this is definitely one of my favorite songs off of that. So that's why I definitely is on there. Uh, Crit, I got this here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, fuck these niggas and fuck these hoes. You know, that's how I get down with Crit like that. Um, also, Snoop down for my niggas. That right there, man, you know, that, that, that brings me back to high school. You know, that started so many fights, you know, back in the day. Um, also, No Limit Soldiers. You know, because I, I grew up on Master P and them too. And then, um, Mystical, the man right here. Mm. Okay. Oh, <laughs> yes, man. yes. Man right here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Grew up on yeah. all that. Let me let me read back a couple from the, the chat room. My man, um, Charles in the chat room, he said, he said one, uh, Public Enemy, Black, black skit, Steel in the Hour of Chaos. Uh, Wu-Tang, Bring the Ruckus. Uh, number three, uh, Crooklyn Dodgers, Return of the Crooklyn Dodgers. Uh, oh, number four, uh, yeah, that's that's a cold one. Um, Boogie Down Productions, Duck Down. And uh, number five, Black Moon, uh, Sun Get Wrecked. Um, so, Ken, Ken, you got your vibe, man? Yeah, man, I, I think I'm ready. All right. All right, shoot. Here we go. Uh, without a doubt, like I said before, Master P, Bout It, Bout It. I mean, I think that's a given. Um, Mr. Motherfucking Esquire, illest nigga breathing. Uh, if you haven't heard of that one, I highly recommend you check it out. Uh, fantastic song. Um, Jay Z, what more can I say? Uh, one of my favorite, probably my favorite song from the Black Album. Uh, I'll go with Down for My Niggas too. Uh, really, really hype crunks all uh, that you, you just really get get amped about. Uh, I remember just Club Days, man, and that song just fires you up. And then the last one, man, is LL Cool J, I'm Bad. I'm going to go with uh, I'm Bad. Okay. Uh, LL. Yeah. Okay. That's little old music. school, little new, little yeah, down man. south. I like it. I like it. Like I can, I think I'm up about a minute. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, about to spit, uh, spit hot fire. Um, <laughs> oh man, for me, um, in no particular order, uh, the first one I, I played, I, I played it at nauseum um, when I was in school. Uh, I actually used to play it before games. Um, it's the first, actually the, the first time I heard Biggie on the, was on this song. I didn't even know who Biggie was, but I just loved the beat and I used to play it all the time. Uh, Dolly, my baby by Supercat. Um, that was my joint, and I, I, my boy had the Maxi single. Uh, shout out to Maxi singles. Um, <laughs> if you're young, and you don't know what a Maxi single is. Look it up. Yeah, I know what it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know what Maxi single. <laughs> I had to. He had my boy had the Maxi single. I bought it. One of my teammates. He had. A, he had the Maxi single. I bought it from him, and I literally played the tape until it popped. And like three games later, he came and asked me for it, and I was like, No, nah, I don't have it no more. He's like, Man, why you don't have my tape? I was like, I don't have it. I was like, the tape pop. He was like, man, you're going to buy me another tape. And I never bought him another tape. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, he had the Maxi single, Dolly, my baby. Um, so that and that one, and um, Unbelievable by Biggie was another one I played um, also in, in college. Um, the next three are just favorites that I just know would just give me hype. 
um, Triumph by Wu-Tang. Um, mm. the, uh, Inspector Deck's verse, one of the hardest verses ever. I mean, you, you're not really vibing from the verse, but I mean, just the beat and the verse and everything was just crazy. Um, Gotta Go Down South, um, Pastor Troy, No More Play in GA. Um, love that. Uh, I play that, <laughs> I, as, as you guys know, I coached my son's uh, football team for the past six years. I played No More Play in GA uh, before every game. And I remember um, I played like in my iPod or whatever. And, you know, sometimes you, you get hyped up and you, you kind of dancing and stuff. You really don't realize that you're dancing. And I remember one of the parents asked me, she said, Coach, what was that you were dancing to out there? <laughs> I was like, oh, you know, I just had a little, little, little music on, you know. I couldn't tell what I was listening to. Um, so, yeah, no more playing GA. Last but not least, uh, all-time favorite, my melody, um, Eric being Rakim. So that's my five. Dolly, my baby, my melody, Triumph. Yeah. Oh no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Finish it. Finish your list. No, no, no. I was just, I was just recapping it. What you got? Okay. Um, I, I, I have, I have an honorable mention, and I have a story behind it too. Go ahead. Pretty cool story. Okay, so um, my my high school coach, he was a real big DMX fan, and I remember um, my freshman summer going into my sophomore year, we went to this um, basketball camp in St. Petersburg, Florida. We wound up winning the championship, and um, on the whole ride home, all he played was No Love For Me by DMX, um, uh, Blood of My Blood, Flesh of My Flesh album. And that became, like, my anthem for, like, about a year or two just because we won the championship. I'm hugging the MVP trophy. I'm hugging the championship trophy on the way home, and I'm like, yo, this is like this is like a little piece of heaven right here. So that song definitely brings me back Oh no doubt that's that's a, that's a nice song too. That's a nice song. Real slept on. I think of you know a lot of the songs that DMX made. Very slept on. Uh, the phone number to call in area code six four six four seven eight zero three five six again six four six four seven eight zero three five six. You are locked in, locked in live to Dead End Sports. I'm your host Twelve Kyle, and once again this is Dead End Sports, joined by my partners in crime, B Ken and FIFO. And we ask that you not just listen to the show. Be a part of the show. Participate in tonight's discussion. You can hit us up, 347 Excuse me, 646-478-0356. That's what happens when you have two shows. Um, I, I also have my own show uh, right here on Blog Talk Radio um, on Wednesday nights. And, and sometimes when I'm doing it, I always give out the show, my, my show number. Uh, matter of fact, tomorrow night, if you're not doing anything, uh, check out my show, The 12 Radio Show. Uh, it's going to be hot and heavy. Uh, my girl Shelly Shell is coming through. My man Dick Game is coming through. We're going to be talking about sex. Um, so if you uh, never had sex or if you haven't had sex in a while, you probably don't want to listen because uh, it's going to be crazy. Um, so pass the word. Tell a friend. <laughs> 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. right here on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, so the next question I have for you guys, um, we just heard uh, – Yesterday, or day before yesterday, a ruling come down in the NFL. Uh, a defensive end from the um, Indianapolis Colts All-Pro, Robert uh, Mathis, uh, he was suspended for, uh, you know, positive test for drug abuse. Uh, now, come to find out that the drug that he used was a drug called Clomid, and it's a fertility drug. Uh, 
Mathis is going to be serving a four-game suspension. Obviously, he is one of the best uh, you know, defensive ends in the game, so he's losing a lot of money. Um, but it's a fertility drug. Now, his explanation you know, to the media and to his fans, he, he didn't say that he didn't do it. He, he said he used the drug. He said but he used the drug because he and his wife, uh, his mother is dying, and he was trying to give, he and his wife were trying to get pregnant because he wants to give his mother another child before she passes, excuse me, another grandchild before she passes away. That being said, NFL suspends a player for trying to get his wife pregnant by using a fertility drug. That's on the banned substance list. FIFO, what's your take on this, man? Uh, my take on it is, you know, Robert Mathis himself said that he uh, he knew, you know, he, he knew and he took it, so... If you knew that you were going to take that, then maybe you should have told the front office or, you know, informed the league that, you know, yo, you know, I'm trying to have a baby. So, um, yeah, what's up? You know, I, I, I need to I need to take this. So, you know, I, I think maybe if he would have handled it that way, um, I'd feel a little bit more, you know, compassionate about it. If, like, they told him, no, he still did it, then, you know, i feel him. Um, but... You know, he just kind of did it. He didn't let nobody know. He knew that it was going to be against the rule, and, you know, he, he's not surprised. So it is what it is. He, you know, I, I don't feel any type of way about it um, because I, I don't think that Mathis put them in a situation for the NFL to be compassionate towards them. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, okay. Yeah. What about you, B? What, what's your take on it, man? Like I said, Robert Mathis, all pro. Uh, he's been there. He, he's the face of the franchise. Um, right now he's looking at a four-game suspension pending an appeal, which I don't think he's going to appeal. Um, what, what, what's no, your take on it? Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think the call was right. I mean, there's a policy in place, and the player should be responsible to check out what he, you know, what he takes, he or she, or I mean, he, what he, the football player takes. So I think, mean, I think the four game suspension, I think that's fair for the most part. You know, I, I mean, I, I agree, I agree with that, with the suspension. I mean, it's, it's, it's something he ain't supposed to take that. I mean, that's it's clear cut. I pretty much agree with what people were saying. Like, it's just, you know, you're responsible for that. If you wanted to take that, you should have went to the front office or went to whoever you need to go to the doctors or. You know, somebody to say, hey, look, I want to take this because I want to, you know, get another baby for my wife. So, bam, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, there's a policy in place, man. You know, like I said, players, they're responsible. So he should he should have took the responsibility and, and took the proper steps to do that. Maybe he wouldn't be facing this four-game suspension if he took the proper steps. But, you know, if, it's a pol- if the policy is there and if that's the rule and you can't really pitch a fit when he gets the four-game suspension, you know, What's your take on it, Ken? Uh, you know what, man? <laughs> the league needs to be a little bit more sensitive to the man's needs. The man's <laughs> you know, and and um, unless they suspect some type of intent by him to circumvent the system, the drug policy system, then, you know, um, yeah, I, I can see them suspending him. But 
if I'm Robert Mathis, I am coming forward with um, with some papers from the doctor, which it doesn't sound like he did, and um, and produce evidence right. that you know this is what I'm taking it for. And I think uh, just like Fifo said that he, you know he should have been a little bit proactive, uh, like Fifo would be would say he should have been proactive and said, look, I know this is on the uh, the list. The list, but this is what I'm trying to do. This is not what I'm, you know, and I'm not trying to do this. And I think if he could have did that, then the league would have been a little bit more lenient towards him, or would have provided some alternatives possibly um, that they may know of, or asked the doctor to provide something else that um, that they may know of. But it doesn't sound like he did that. It sounded like, you know, he thought that he could take it and and be okay. And um, well, you know that, owning up to the punishment, he's going to accept it. But shh, if I'm him, nah, man, I'm a uh, yeah, I'm, I'm producing some some uh, prescriptions. <laughs> you know, you're not looking at games. No, he he did have a prescription. Um, the doctor prescribed this for him, and oh, he wow. actually got the doctor's approval um, to take it, and it came up on the bad substance. So that so so he knew he knew all of these things prior right. to. So mm-hmm. so that's what I'm saying. Um, if you know that it was going to trigger a positive result, and you were doing it for X Y Z, then you should have put the league in a place so that they could show compassion. Because right now you just, you just violated a policy, and you knew you were. So you know if he's accepting it, I'm accepting it too. I feel no type of way. If he feels no type of way. But I, I would have felt some type of way if he would have proactively went to the league and said, hey, look, I know this is on a bad substance, um, you know, list, but, you know, me and my wife were trying to have a child. You know, it's hard for us to conceive. Right. The doctor said that, you know, he prescribed me this. This is going to be good, you know, for yep. our chances. And make the league make, exactly, make the league, you know, either – Give a one-time pass because of the nature of the situation. You got to force the league to be compassionate to your situation. Because now, if you took it, the league said, "No, you know, it's on the list. Whatever, whatever. We're not compassionate to you trying to have a child." Well, you know what? I'm gonna take it anyway because I'm trying to have a child. And now it came out that way. The league mm-hmm. would have had to reverse. You see yeah. what I'm saying? So, 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 I, if he don't feel no type of way, I don't feel no type of way because. He, he should have just went to the league first and told him. So he showed the league the the prescription, and they were like, "Yeah, well, we don't care. It's on the list. You know what's on the list, and you got to accept the punishment." That's messed but, up, but, man. That's not but, right. But, but, but here's the thing, though, Ken. Like at this point, right? Why am I going to take your word for it now? Like you knew this prior too, so you should have came to us first and let us make that decision. You know. At that moment in time But by you just taking that Now I have to look at it To the letter of the law I didn't know anything prior to that I have to look at You triggered a positive result Because of this You didn't come and tell me So I, I can't be compassionate to, to You know I can't be sympathetic to you You broke the law Hey man I feel you but This iron class rule Ruled by by the league, man. Sometimes it's just it's just out of hand, man. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, look, they, I think they should be sympathetic, um, regardless of, of what happened, man. The man's trying to have a damn kid, and he, he took something, you know, and, and you know, it is what it is. But you know what, man? 
I'll take my four games as long as I get a kid out of it, and I'll be okay. But I know one thing. Let me tell you this. His wife better pop up pregnant. <laughs> so he can say, look, I told y'all. I told y'all. You know what, man? I, I, I was, Ken, I was actually on your side. I was on your side until I dug a little deeper. Because I was like, you know, I mean, I'm a father. I, I'm, I was a child. I was compassionate. You father. You know, I was a little more compassionate about it. I'm thinking, okay, you know, this is this is kind of harsh. I did a little research, and the drug that that was used, like I said, it's called Clomid. It's also used as a masking agent. So people who have gotten caught with it before, they've used it as a masking agent to hide other drugs that they that they're taking. So, you know. It, it got me to thinking, okay, was Mathis using this and then using this as a possible masking agent for another drug that he was taking? And then when he got caught, he was like, oh, I was trying to get my wife pregnant, you know? Or was this really, really happening? You know, I, I, I feel if, if, if the story that he's telling is true, that his mother was passed, his mother's dying, and he wanted to give her a grandchild, I'm very sympathetic to that. However... You know, it's like FIFO said, the NFL has a banned substance list. Every team has it. Uh, from what I understand, players have an appla- They have an application that they can download, put on their phone, and they can go to the app and pull up any any li- any medication prescribed by the FDA, and they can tell whether or not it is, you know, something that they can use or not use. That being said. It wouldn't have been no problem for Robert Mathis to say, well, hey, you know, me and my wife, try, we're trying to get pregnant. You know, I'm, I'm shooting blanks. <laughs> I ain't skeeting right. <laughs> what else you want to say? <laughs> so, you know, and it's not happening. And, and and I'm sorry, I don't have any information there. I don't know if Mathis has any kids right now or not. Not that that necessarily really matters to the NFL. But he should have taken the extra step to say, hey, this is what I'm trying to do. I, my doctor said this right here would work. You know, I could I have a better chance of getting my wife pregnant by doing this. And, you know, and then we go from there as opposed to taking it. And then, like I said, now he's being associated with, you know, I mean, his story kind of separates him from the others that have tested positive for this particular drug. But the, the previous NFL players who tested positive for this drug, They've used it as a masking agent to hide other drugs that they've been taking. So, you know, while he has a very legitimate excuse, if that's his excuse, um, it falls on deaf ears for the NFL because the NFL is going to say, hey, you know what you're putting in your body. You know who you're supposed to contact. You're supposed to contact us. You know, not the other way around. So as much as I like Robert Mathis, as much as I think that he is – a you know phenomenal player, and I hate to see him. You know, after he's, he's got to sit those four games out. You know, and um, you know, hopefully he did knock up his old lady. Um, hopefully he's not shooting blanks anymore. Um, <laughs> you know, but uh, it, you know, I don't know. I, I don't think that you just. I think with all of the information that they have available, you know, the NFL is as, as much as as their drug policy has been beaten up over the years. I think that, you know, they can't afford to, or they're, they're, it's going to fall on deaf ears if someone says, oh, well, hey, I didn't know, you know, because you know. 
you have more than enough information that you can get your hands on to, you know, find out. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I agree. He should have he been proactive, man. He didn't say anything, so uh, he got to deal with the results. Yeah, I didn't know about the masking agent thing, so. I didn't either. Uh, I just, it, it was something I dug into probably about, I don't know, maybe a half hour before we got on the phone. Um, because I'd heard that drug before. Um, but like I said, it's a fertility drug. And, you know, at this point, you know, I think a lot of guys, and in, in not just in NFL, but track, uh, Major League Baseball is, has had it. Not so much the NBA, because I don't think the NBA is as strict with their drug policy. Um, because I think a lot of dudes in the NBA smoke weed, but they don't test for weed, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but... You know, I think the NFL, you know, they, they're trying to clean things up. And, you know, you have a guy testing positive for fertility drugs. Um, you know, they're going to want to know, okay, well, what are you doing? Why are you taking this stuff? And, you know, hey, I'm trying to get my wife pregnant. You know, it's a legitimate excuse. <laughs> it's a very legitimate excuse. Uh, the phone number to call in, area code 646 Four seven eight zero three five six again six four six four seven eight zero three five six. You're locked in live to Dead End Sports. If you're on YouTube, check us out. Check out the Dead End Sports channel on YouTube. We are streaming live in the Google Chat. Uh, hit us up. Go to uh, YouTube.com. Search uh, Dead End Sports, and you can look. You can watch us stream live uh, on tonight's show. Apologize for the technical difficulties we have with Blog Talk Radio. Uh, not sure what the hell is going on, but. Um, we're up and running, so I guess that's what counts. Um, again, the phone number to call in, area code 646-478-0356. Um, B, I'm going to throw some numbers at you, man. If I told you someone was averaging 19.2 points per game for their career, these are career numbers, mm-hmm. 19.2 mm-hmm. points a game, 8.7 rebounds, two rings, two championship rings, and nine All-Star games. Would you say that they're worthy of the Hall of Fame? Uh, or would you say it depends yeah. on who it is? I mean, no, it can't really be on who it is. I'm, I'm looking at numbers, uh, and I know, I know who you're talking about. Gold, gold, gold medal winner. Um, I forgot about the gold medal. Yeah, he, he's a gold medal winner. Um, is that? Yeah. So for those of you listening, I'm gonna go ahead and throw it out there. Yeah, nineteen point two points. Nineteen point two seven points a game. Eight point seven rebounds. Uh, two rings. Nine All Star appearances. A gold medal. Uh, those point. Those. Uh, Statistics belong to the one and only Chris Bosh. Uh, as I was watching the game, as many of you were, on Sunday, uh, Mark Jackson made the comment of future Hall of Famer Chris Bosh. Uh, his colleagues kind of paused. They didn't go into it in detail, but Jeff Van Gundy said, oh, you think Bosh is a Hall of Famer? Mark Jackson's response, oh, no question. So it got me to thinking. And I, and I pulled up his numbers and his attributes and, and had had the debate with a couple of my buddies this week about it, and I wanted to bring it to the show. 
if Chris Bosh continues to keep this average, and let's just say he, and we don't know if he's going to win another ring this year or not. Let's let's leave him right here at two rings. Is he worthy of the Hall of Fame? I'm going to start with you first, B. Is Chris Bosh worthy of the basketball? And keep in mind, it's pro. It's it's, it's the basketball Hall of Fame, so that includes what he did in college as well. Uh, even though he only played one year at Georgia Tech. Yeah, Georgia Tech. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, uh, I don't know. I, I I'm gonna probably say no. Not right. Ah, that's that's a that's a good that's a good question. Because you know, if you think about it, if he, if he become an all star for what two more times, he's gonna join the exceed a prestige list of what Oscar mm-hmm. Robinson, Akeem Olajuwon, Magic Johnson, or uh, Larry Bird for like the only players to be selected for the all star ten plus times. So I mean, if you Based on that, you can say yeah, because he's in the he's in the class with those greats. Now I would say yeah, but barely. I mean barely. And I think and I think what solidified it probably for him is him winning, having those two championships. Even though, granted, he didn't win those two championships being like the man, like he was in Toronto. But I mean, he still played a, a, a good role, a, a, a good piece for that championship, the championship teams of Miami. So. I would say, yeah, like, ah, like barely, man, like barely. <laughs> it's tough. I mean, you can, you can, you can kind of go either way, almost. You can say, well, no, because you know this, that, that. But uh, it's, uh, I mean, the, I mean, how does his numbers look compared to like a Charles Barkley or a Lonzo Mourning? I mean, you know, I'm, I'm thinking the guys who's gonna be, you know, who's Hall of Famers. I'm just like, is his numbers? Because I'm looking at based on like almost like numbers. Like if your numbers is like wow, like his numbers don't really wow me like that. Like it's like oh damn, it's, oh yeah, that's a Hall of Famer. Yes, look at those numbers. You know what I'm saying? I think that's what it is for me. His numbers don't jump out, but if you look at all the other accolades, it's like okay, yeah, he's a nine-time All Star, possibly going to be maybe ten, eleven, or twelve-time All Star when it's all said and done. You know, you looking is he going to be a three-time or four-time champion? Or you know, it's just. Other stuff that might take him to play, but numbers wise, his numbers don't jump out at me like, oh wow, yes, Hall of Famer. But like I said, if you, if you compare it to, I don't know what Dominique Wilkins' numbers, you know, I mean, if you compare it to some of those other guys and if it's better numbers, then then yeah, he is a Hall of Famer. So it's like it's like it's like even it's like even with me. 50, 50. <laughs> I, got, I gotta go to. I, I gotta think go you to just gave the most political yeah. answer ever. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go to Save Out, man, because this is like ah, ah, man, that's that's a, that's a touchy one. No doubt, no doubt. Okay, what about you, FIFO? With those numbers, man, is is he a Hall of Famer? Uh, I'm going to clearly just say no, um, mainly because I live by this rule about the Hall of Fame. If you have to think about it, then he don't belong. And okay. I have to think about it with Boss. Um, the other thing about Boss, too, I think every Hall of Famer, uh, their game, like you, like if we if we were to play name association, right, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that like that player's game could be defined by one word. And Bosch is like, what was he dominant at? Like, like, what is he, really? Like, is he just a jump shooter? How many does, you know, jump shooter big men make it to the Hall of Fame? Was he really exceptional? Is he Dirk Nowitzki type? You know, like, so so, so to me, it's like you're, you're not, like, 
exceptional at, at one single thing. And and those numbers they're all star level numbers. They're they're not they're not superstar yeah. level numbers. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They don't, and, they and don't then, grab you. Exactly. And then I can see that if you average those being the second guy on a superstar team because, you know, like I'm pretty sure that those averages are relatively close to Tim Duncan averages, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Especially now, you know, I, I think probably if he would have stopped maybe two or three years after this, probably, probably would have averaged 20-something, but I'm pretty sure he's like 18, 19 points a game now, you know what I'm saying? But Tim Duncan was right. the man. Bosh hasn't been the man, so I, I can't... Well, Toronto, he was the man. Toronto, he was the man. He, he was the man but, in Toronto. But Tim, but Tim Duncan, okay, at first he wasn't the man, but he was the man on the right. championship team. And Bosch hasn't been the man on the championship team, or a right, right. You know what I'm saying? Right, or a second right. guy. So, so with that being said, I can't, I can't put him into our Hall of Fame status now. Is he, is he a, a an all star? Yeah, but you know, Hall of Famer, superstar in this era of basketball, yeah. But I, I, I don't know about Hall of Famer because you know, let, let's be honest. Like I'm pretty sure Robert Horry's averaged in the teens throughout his career, and he got what five, six, seven rings, seven, so, seven. He got seven, seven rings, so you know. It, but like it's I don't, but like I don't think he got no. I don't even think do Robert Horry have any All Star appearances. I don't he probably had, had one. He probably had one. Okay, one. And you know, someone looked that up. But yeah, one All Star appearance. I mean, yeah. I mean, you really, if you really gonna throw Robert Horry in the in the Hall of Fame just because he got seven rings? You know what I'm saying? And like, like, but he was a key contributor. I, and and I don't know what's what's Dominique Wilkins' number because like what if Bosch's numbers are better than Dominique Wilkins? They not. They not. They not. Yes, I, no, I, he didn't score as much. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I was gonna say. Like if we were to play word association, you say Dominique, you're gonna think score, dunker, highlight reel. You know, you say Jordan, you're gonna say the greatest, fadeaway, game time, reverse. You know, like like well, when you say Bosch, what like. What are you gonna say? <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. I guess versatile big guy. I, I don't know. I mean, cause it's not but, like he had no. He didn't have like no patent post game or nothing like that. Like like a Duncan. You know what I'm saying? No. Or, or Elijah yeah. Warren or anybody like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Say yeah. LeBron, powerful athlete. You know, agile. Uh, Durant, Wade, like everybody, Kobe, like like there's multiple things you can say about their games to define them. But it's like with Bosch, is like uh, you're a big guy that can shoot. Like you don't you don't yeah. really handles. You don't really pass nope. like that. Like you don't right. Like, you're not a bad player. You're very skillful, but Hall of Fame. I don't know. Yeah, that's 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 a. Uh, I mean, and I agree with you, people. It's kind of like. You know, you look at the numbers, you're like, no, nah, he ain't a Hall of Famer. Yes, I guess those accolades, it just kind of, it kind of helps him a little bit. It, it helps, right? A little. It does. You know what? I'm saying? But With you know what? Accolades. I think this is how he could solidify a Hall of Fame career. I think he has to leave Miami and be the second or the first guy on the championship team. He does that. Yeah. But he's a Hall of Famer. Do you think? But do you, do, you, do you think at this point of his career he's gonna be the second guy though? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You think he can at this point of his career? Yeah. He can be the second guy. He could be the second guy. He could be the second guy. Or so go like, someplace so like, doesn't be a number one, but I don't know. So, yeah, but, so like, say if Ray leaves Miami or something like that, and then they bring on, like, another, not like a, another Ray, Ray-ish type of guy, but, like, just a decent, mm-hmm. you know, like a like a butler or somebody on that Miami squad mm-hmm. that plays great defense, 
And you, you think Bosch can handle that second guy role under LeBron? Yeah. Right, well, yeah. Think, okay. Okay. Yeah. Ken? Ken, what's your take on it, man? Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer, man. Why y'all disrespecting Bosch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, I, knew, I knew Ken was going to be like, yeah, man, yeah. Why are you Hall of Famer, Ken? Man, so I you, mean, you, you, you agree with Mark Jackson pretty much. Like, hell yeah. I'm looking at, yeah, because I'm looking at what he did before he got to Miami. Those numbers, he, he took Toronto to the playoffs, and yeah, he didn't have the best record in the playoffs, but he has the numbers. His numbers diminished when he came to Miami, but that was to win championships, and he won two. Now, where Miami will hurt him is because of games like this <laughs> that he's having now, where, where you know, he, he just don't show up. You know, and, and oftentimes you forget he was he was a baller. And it's like 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 Bosch man could really if, if Bosch plays up to par with Wade and, and LeBron Nobody's going to beat him. But oftentimes, Boss turns into such a role player, you know, it, people look at him, you know, like that. But, yeah, man, two rings, all, everything he's done up until now, you know, I think he still has a, time, a, a chance to redeem himself. I agree if he goes to another team and, and starts to put up numbers, that will help him, you know, as a, as a number two. Um, you know, to go away, go with the rings, and I think a three-peat would definitely, if they if they win, and the way they're playing right now, it don't look like they're going to get out of this damn round. You know, if but they you want to get a three-peat, you know, hey, but Ken, I, I, Ken, I, I, look, he's a Hall of Famer to me, it, man. Ken, is Horace Grant a Hall of Famer? <laughs> oh, man, Horace Grant was never a number one option on the team. Okay, no, I give you that. I give you that. But he won three championships being the third option on the team. And yeah, that's what but, Bosch is but now. I'm talking about, but remember what I said, his career before he got to Miami. I he, feel you, but, but he, so, so, so wait, 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 hold on. So you're telling me that his career, his his career in Toronto is Hall of Fame worthy? No, what I'm saying is, is that, that is the that numbers that, no, 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 wait, no, no, wait, wait, wait. No, I'm saying that the numbers, and then you add the rings on top of what he was able to do as a solo act, as a number one option, to me, that I, yeah, I, I think that's enough to add in the rings that he got to Miami voluntarily, taking a, low, a lesser role to win a championship. Yeah, I, I think so. I think if you combine the two separately, no. Separately, him in Toronto by himself, all star, yes. No, no Hall of Famer. But if you take what he was able to do and he's shown and proved and proved what he can do as a as a number one option, and then you add in. Him voluntarily going there and sacrificing to win two rings. Yeah, I, I, I would put him in. I would put him in. Three, three, man, come on, man. Get respect, boss, man. I mean, <laughs> he said respect, boss. Hey, let me jump in, man. I totally disagree with Ken. Everything Ken said, I'm about to rebuke. Okay, here we go, Ken. Go ahead, man. This is where I, I think Bosch falls short. Bosch is the third wheel. Okay, he came to Miami, and, and, and don't get me wrong, the two ring, and, and we always talk about, you know, we talked about just two or three weeks ago about the validation of a career with a ring. There, I mean, there are players that would chop their arm off to get one ring, let alone two. But Bosch, and, and I don't want to 
discredit what Bosch has brought to Miami because, you know, if he doesn't get that rebound uh, and kick it out to Ray Allen, you know, they don't even – the talk about a second ring doesn't even happen. Um, Bosch played very well, honestly, in, in their first run to the title uh, uh, against uh, Dallas. Um, that being said, Bosch has kind of like been along for the ride. If you look at what he did, the numbers that he put up in in – in, in Toronto, while they while they have been while they were impressive, uh, his teams never got out of the first round. So I, I can't really give him a lot of props for his work in Toronto because he didn't get out of the first round. So he basically, I don't want to say he's coattailing LeBron and D Wade because I would leave that more for Mario Chalmers or Norris Cole or somebody, somebody who's going to end up with two or three rings, and they, they were just riding LeBron's coattails. No, I mean, LeBron, uh, uh, Bosch is a legit star in this league. I mean, uh, let's, let's give, I'll give him his props. But when I think Hall of Famer, I'm talking about somebody who's going to stand next to Elgin Baylor or somebody who's going to stand next to Kareem, somebody who's going to stand next to Bird. I mean, I don't see Bosch in that category. Wait, so so Kyle, let me let me play devil's advocate over here. Go ahead. So, do you think Kevin Love is a Hall of Famer? He obviously puts up Hall of Fame numbers. He's never made it to the playoffs. Uh, no, no, he's not a Hall of Famer. I mean, he's going to have to because obviously, I think for he's for bad, much thing, like it, the the yeah, it's, it's early for him, and then you know he has to win. He hasn't even gotten as far as. You know, for as dope as he is, he had, and, and we're hearing talks now that he wants out of Minnesota. So oh, if yeah. he leaves Minnesota, oh, yeah. you know, it could be. I mean, that 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 whole franchise is going to get turned upside down because they centered everything around him and Rubio, and I think Rubio still, you know, will still be there for a few more years. But Love is a guy that I mean, he's he's a perennial All Star, walking double double. Uh, he's the best thing the Twin Cities have seen since Kevin Garnett, um, and obviously. They're going to have to be a decision to make because, you know, now do you let him go and walk for free or do you trade him before the trade deadline next year? Uh, the team has already come out and said that they're not going to trade him uh, prior to uh, the draft. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but to answer your question, no, I don't now. think Kevin Love is, is a Hall of Fame. I think he, he has the capability, just like Bosch has the capability. But until you can put, you know, winning is definitely respected. But but here, all right. I'll show you. I'll show you. I'll show you. You 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 got anything to add to it, Ken? Yeah, I, I mean, come on, man. He's not riding the coattails <laughs> of, of of LeBron James. Man, like you said, his first year in Toronto, they should have won that championship. LeBron James is the one that didn't that that caused them to lose that first title. So he he was a number one player, man. I I think you know you you got to give him that much, and that they they didn't lose the series because of him. So and because in that first year, that's not riding the coattails. You know, I, he he voluntarily decided to to do this. You know, because he valued winning a championship, and um and I got to respect that he's proven that he can do it by himself. Now he said that. For him, winning a ring is more important than what he can do as a solo act. So, you know, yeah, I, I think he's I think he's a Hall of Famer. Let me ask you guys this, and I have to look at the list. How many Hall of Famers are there 
without rings because it seems like we're putting a lot of onus on the on having a ring. John Saxon, Malone, um, uh, I don't know, I'm about to say Gary Payton. He, he got, he got, yeah, Dominique, Dominique, Charles. Um, yeah, so yeah, great, Charles. great, great numbers, no championships. You know, I, I, I think, I think he, I think he's up there. Boston, so baller, he, he, man. He, 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 so you think based on his just his numbers, he, he's a, he's I think the num- no, the numbers plus the ring. Oh, and that's provided that he continues to do what he's done up up to this point. Um, right, right, right. You know, and, and, and obviously a lot is going to happen. Um, you know, oh, that's foul. He, his hand came down. No, oh, he's watching the game my loud. He watch, he's watching the game my loud. My bad. Uh, the last time I checked, uh, Miami was up. I mean, excuse me, uh, Indy was up by one. Is that what's the score now? No, that's tied. Okay. Miles. Sounds like we're in for a barn burner. Um, yeah. So I think. Uh, I mean, like I said, there's no knock on Bosch, man. And, and when I threw the con- when the conversation came out, man, my boy, he's swerving down. I was hating on Bosch. I didn't like Bosch. And I, I got nothing personal against Bosch. I think he's a good guy. From from what I understand, people love Bosch. Uh, as far as his teammates and things of that nature, um, I'll say this: you know, if he if 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 he knock wood, if he tore his ACL apart and he couldn't play another day, another minute, you know, is he walking into Springfield tomorrow or, or five years from now or ten years from now? I don't think so. I just don't. You know, he he's in the discussion. Don't get me wrong; I'm not. I don't want to sound like I'm playing him like he's like he's terrible because he's not. Uh, that being said, I don't know that he is. Um, he's just not there. He, he's he's on the doorstep, uh, but but he's got he's got a couple more steps to come up, and a, a lot's going to be determined what you know what he does once you know this free agency ends with Miami. I mean, you know, a lot of things, a lot of speculation is in the air. Obviously, I think Bosch would like to resign with Miami, but if he does, he's going to take less money. And LeBron is going to have to take less. For them to keep the three of them together, they'd have to take less. Everybody would have to, to do another, you know, contract similar to what they did, you know, uh, three or four years ago. And I don't know that that's necessarily possible. Not to say that it's not possible, but I don't know that it's necessarily plausible that they would. Uh, the phone number to call in, area code 646-478-0356. Again, 646 646- Four seven eight zero three five six. You are locked in live to Dead End Sports. I'm your host, Twelve Kyle, and I'm joined by my boys B, Ken, and FIFO. Hit us up six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Um, we're talking sports up until eleven p.m. We got about thirteen minutes left. Excuse me, about twenty minutes left. So hit us up, hit us up, hit us up, hit us up. Um, next question I have for you guys. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, NFL. Let's jump to the NFL real quick. Um, LaShawn McCoy, Shady McCoy uh, from the Philadelphia Eagles, running back, star all-pro running back, uh, was recently asked, uh, you know, who is the best running back in the NFL? And he kind of danced around the question at first, and then he just came out and said, hey, no disrespect to Adrian Peterson, but I think I'm the best running back in the NFL. That caught a lot of people by surprise. Um, so the question I have for you guys, is he? And if not, who is? Ken, I'll start with you. 
Lashawn McCoy. Is he the best running back in the NFL? If not, who that, is? Hell no. <laughs> hell no. No, no, no. Lashawn McCoy is, is a great running back. Um, dynamic. I, I, I think he's great. Um, I think he's definitely top five, if not top three. Because he can catch, he's quick, he's elusive. Um, you know, he can run with power when he needs to, but... Adrian Peterson is the number one running back in the NFL, without a doubt. You know, he runs with power. He's elusive. He's he's quick, and um and you know he he's a he's a he's an every down back. And granted, Lashawn McCoy is too, but but Adrian Peterson, man, you, until Lashawn McCoy is able to put up what do what he did in that one MVP season, um. Nah, that's not, not to take anything away from Sean McCoy. I, I feel him on what he said. If he had to say it, and he feels that way. And um and that's good for him. But number one running back in the in the NFL, no way, man. LaShawn McCoy, I mean, Adrian Peterson, Adrian Peterson is, is the number one running back. And um, I, until he retires, he, he, may, he may hold that crown for a while. Well, I mean, it's, his body's going to catch up with him, but... What what about you, FIFO man? Is 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 Shady McCoy the best? If not, who is? You know what? See, like this 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 is why I love the show because there's moments like this that Ken looks old because I'm on one side and he's on the other side because look, the NFL is changing. And in this ever-changing NFL, LaShawn McCoy is the best running back for this new style NFL. Hands down. He had the most yards from scrimmage, over 2,100 yards last year. You know what I'm saying? Look, like you said, he can run with power when he needs to, but he's not a power back. Of course, I give that to AP all day. I give that to AP all day. And did you also know, you know what, Ken, because I see you shaking your head. I'm going to give you another <laughs> because you, you, you already know how I come with my stat game. Did you know that LaShawn McCoy had more yards after contact than 16 NFL teams had total rushing? Wow. No. Bruh. Bruh. LaShawn McCoy in this NFL is the best running back. Now, I'm not dissing AP, but just LaShawn McCoy can do more things than he can. You know, he, he he's a be, he's a better target on the back there. I'm gonna put it to you like this. I think that LaShawn McCoy is like a hybrid of Marshall Falk, Barry Sanders, and he has a little bit of AP in him. Well, I don't know about AP, but he he definitely has a mean streak. Uh, you know, he's not gonna run away from a little guy. So he'll he'll put a shoulder on the little guy. Them other guys, the mediums, the big size guys, he'll dance around them. But you know, he he's not scared of contact either, man. So um, to me, LaShawn McCoy is the best running back out right now. Okay, okay. What about you, B? Uh, best running back in the game, man. Uh, yeah, I would, I would go with McCoy. You know who else I would go with, too? I think a lot of people sleep on, and this dude is like a beast, is Jamal Charles. I think I think Jamal Charles. Oh, okay, yeah. One. I think he's, he's one of those, what people mentioned, the, the new style, this new era type of running back where, you know, you, you can do it. You can pretty much do it all. I mean, he's not really a power back, but... Dude is 
fucking fast as shit. He can catch out the backfield. You can, you know, you can put him in that slot as well, just like McCoy. He's he's, he's very versatile, you know, just like McCoy is. I, I don't think AP is that versatile as as a McCoy or Jamal Charles. I mean, but granted, I mean, who comes back from tearing both of your what ACLs and have right. that damn and almost and almost break the damn NFL uh, rushing yard season record? So I mean, that alone is like okay. Asia Peterson is from another planet. He's like the Le, like the LeBron James of, of of running backs, man. It's like this dude is a freak of nature. So I can I can see why you can say it's Adrian Peterson, but yeah, and this this new era type of running back that we're heading towards in the NFL, I, I would say Jamal Charles or Lashawn McCoy. Only thing, only like I'm giving Jamal Charles. Oh man. He can't stay healthy for the whole, you know. If Jamal, a healthy Jamal Charles, oh, he's he, he's he's up there with the best of them. But yeah, like can't say he's but McCoy is definitely top three. Definitely top three. Uh, Wade just hurt his knee. Oh, that's why you were saying old oh, boy for. Him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, go ahead, uh, Kyle. Um, I, I think it's uh. I, I think it's I think the crown still belongs to Adrian Peterson, man. I think I think Shady's right there. Um I think you just have to somebody like Shady, he's gotta do it he's gotta do it more. He's gotta do it a couple more years. Um I think I think A P has 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 just really solidified that place in, in, in NFL history. Obviously, like B said, coming off the ACL injury and just shredding the league. I mean, you know, people weren't even sure if he would be ready for the season. And right. he comes in and damn near sets the rushing record in a season on a on a bad knee. Now, I don't think he'll ever do that again. Um, Shady's fun to watch, though, man. I mean, his his Twitter handle, Cut on a Dime, uh, fits him. It's crazy. Because that's exactly what I mean. Like, he will break. And I, I, the thing is, is that he has so much torque and so much – force going in one direction, I mean, he, I've literally seen him, like, break guys' ankles. Um, he'll make you look silly out there. I mean, he will make thing, you look silly. Another thing, too, Kyle, um, you know, another point you can make an argument for Adrian Peterson is that even when, you know, you know you don't got no quarterback, you know Adrian Peterson getting the ball, right. and he's still going to run for about 200-plus yards that game. When you when you can put a, a nine in the box and Adrian Peterson still – like, even like, damn, he rushed for 175? Like, how? Like, how? He don't got no quarterback. Like, you know, it's right. like you would dare him. You would dare the quarterback to throw, and you, and you know he's running, and he still rushed crazy on you. I think that's, like, insane. And that, and that was the key, what, what it was that particular year, B, and I think that's a great point. Um, that year, I mean, when, you look, when you're talking about an NFL team that is looking at um, eight, nine-man fronts, you know, they they got eight or nine in the box. They they're daring you to throw the ball, and when you can't throw, and it's obvious that you can't throw the ball. Um, you know, it, it, it's when you when they know when teams know that you all you're going to do is turn around and hand the ball off to to your running back, and you still can't stop them. I mean, that says a lot. That says uh, a lot. Know, yeah. Shady Shady has a benefit. You know, he had the benefit of Vic. He had the benefit of uh, Foles, and you know now in this Chip Kelly offense. Um, you know, they're not as predictable. Uh, they're not necessarily running the ball every play. I mean, they've got, you know, they've had receivers on the outside and, and Deshaun Jackson, who's no longer there. Um, but, you know, they've had guys that they could get the ball to. So, you know, it wasn't like that. And, and, and they've had, you know, decent quarterback play. Um, but I'll say this, you know, uh, 
that's a hell of a one-two punch. But I, if if I had to make a call, I'm going to give it to AD for right now. Um, Shady's got to do it. He he got to do a couple more years before I before I'm ready, ready to turn it over to him. But I understand, you know, what he was saying and and how he said it. And he was very respectful and you know making his case for himself and and not really you know stepping on Adrian Peterson in the process. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I'm still I'm, I'm still going with I'm still going with AD. Um, but Shady Shady's close. Jamal Charles is another good yeah. call, but. Yeah, much, he's much like you guys said, yo, he is, he is, he can run a catch. Um, but the NFL is changing, um, mm-hmm. and you know, re- remember when we used to see, you know, thousand yard backs, fifteen hundred yard backs. You know, it's now a passing league. You know, backs. I mean, just look at the draft. You know, from a couple of weeks ago, there was no running back taken in the first round, um, and you had a guy who was a stud like uh, uh, Trey Mason. Uh, 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 from Auburn, Auburn, you know, he goes yeah. in the, what, second or third round to St. Louis. Yeah, so, I want to say third, yep. yep. Yeah, so, you know, it, it's uh, that says a lot. That says a lot about where, you know, the, the game is now. So, um, you know, we'll see. But I'm, I'm still, if if I had to pick one, I'm, I'm going with, uh, I'm going with Peterson, man. I'm going with Peterson. Phone number to call in, area code 646-478-0356, again, 646-478-0356. Four seven eight zero three five six. You are locked in live to Dead End Sports. I'm your host, Twelve Kyle, joined by my partners in crime, B, Ken, and FIFO. Uh, we got about got about twelve minutes left, so hit us up if you can. Hit us up six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Um, next question I had, man. Jumping back to the NBA, we talk about injured players. Uh, Ken mentioned that you know D Wade got injured a few minutes ago. Um, another player coming off an injury, man, Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bean Bryant um, just signed a huge deal coming into the season. Obviously, I think he only played like ten or eleven games this year. Um, but Kobe will be back next year, uh, from what I understand. There have been no setbacks. Uh, he will be ready for training camp and ready to go. Uh, so I got to ask you, Ken. Where, where do you think Kobe's going to be next year, as far as his, you know, as far as his health? And if you had to put a point total on him, how much, how much you think Kobe's going to average next year? I think he, he'll still put up anywhere from twenty-two to twenty-five um, a game. I think he'll probably be one of the the only options on that team. But I think that that um, that'll force him to score the ball. Um, you know, score. So, um, so yeah, anywhere from twenty-two to uh, oh, that's a that's a black. I'm sorry, oh, my man. Watch the game. Up. He just flat out pushed LeBron in the back, man. Come on. Anyway, that's playoff basketball. Back to the game. Uh, question. Anyway, so 22-25. I think Kobe will kind of be back. You know, he's gonna have that. Uh, he's gonna. Ha- I think they just ejected him, uh, David West, or he's hurt. Anyway, he's gonna have that. Um, that kind of old man game. Just he just. You know, he'll be able to play because of his experience and, you know, playing in the league. But, uh, but yeah, man, I think it'll work from 22 to 25. I think he's had plenty of time to recover in the off season, And I think he'll come back ready. He, he, he hasn't played in two years. So he, he's anxious to get out here and show, you know, he's still got it. True indeed, true indeed. What about you, B? Uh, Kobe Bryant, man, where do you think his point total is going to be next year? Um, I think he's going to probably average like about – I say about twenty three. Hell, who on the Lakers? Who, who's on that squad besides <laughs> nobody? Shit, I mean, cause shit, he might he might average about thirty probably. I mean, if, 
if he don't if he don't really got no help, I mean, I, I was about to say twenty two, twenty three a game, but shit, uh, if they don't got nobody, shit, Kobe might be he might be averaging about twenty eight, twenty nine. <laughs> I guess it just depends on what help he has on the squad. But yeah, I mean, realistically, I, you know, I don't know how his, how his knees gonna feel. He might not be a hundred percent, so I can see him averaging about twenty three a game, twenty three. You know, about six, seven rebounds a game, about, you know, three assists or maybe two assists if there ain't nobody to pass to. But like I right. said, he might, end up, he might end up averaging down there third depending on, you know, who he got. Because if he got piles of fall, and I think Nick Young said he wasn't playing with him. So, I, you know, I don't know. It's, he might average 30 again on them bad Nick Young said he wasn't playing with him? Yeah, I thought Nick, I thought Nick Young, I thought Swaggy T was saying he, he, he didn't want to play with Kobe. Am I, am I, am I, am I, am I right about that? Y'all heard about that? I, I didn't know. I didn't hear about that. Oh, okay. I, 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 I hadn't heard about it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you know, hey, swaggy. Like I said, it could, call it could swaggy. It, Come on, right? Man. It could, it could be twenty three points a game or twenty eight, twenty nine points a game. You know. So, what about you, FIFO? Where, where, where's Kobe point total at next year? You know, honestly, um, I, I can't really give you a a, a good guesstimate without. Seeing who else is going to be on that roster, mm-hmm. uh, mainly because you know, like, like obviously we know Kobe can score pretty much with the best of them. I think even at an advanced age, but um, I think it's really going to depend on who else is on that roster with him. You know, um, but you know, to, 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 I think eighteen nineteen is reasonable, um, mainly because I think we're going to start seeing Kobe be mortal. Um, you know, uh, if anybody can defy that, it is Kobe. You know, I'm not putting that passing. He might come out next year. He might just be the MVP. You know, he, uh, that is Kobe Bryant. He scored 81 points in a basketball game. So, you know, I'm not taking nothing away from him. But, um, you know, I really think coming back from the injuries and all of that, I, I think, you know, 18 to 19 is reasonable. You know, I, I think he, I think he's going to be around twenty four, twenty five a game, and I think even though that's a, a dip from where he was, that's not a fall off in my opinion. I think uh, Kobe is, is going to be Kobe. I don't think Kobe, you know, Fivo just mentioned about him being mortal. I think that's what Kobe doesn't want to be. He wants right. to be everything but mortal. He wants to be, and I, I really couldn't, and I, I can't. Maybe you guys can help me. I'm not sure. How long his extension is for? Is it for another two or two years or three years? Anybody know? Two years. Okay, because I, I really can't see Kobe hanging around to be a guy, you know, who's going to average, you know, sixteen and four. I mean, that's just not, you know, Kobe. He's just too competitive to to be that guy just to hang on. Now, you know, whether or not he goes out like that or not, I don't know. Um, but I just, I just, I see him being somebody who is going to, you know, if he can't be at the top or near the top, you know, he won't do it. He'll, he'll, he would much rather, I don't want to say shut it down, but he would much rather not do with it than to have, you know, have that be a, a concern of his as far as where he is, uh, as far as his game is concerned. Um, it's going to be interesting to see, man. People, the, from the rumblings I'm hearing is that he's ready. Is that he's back, stronger than ever. Uh, they say he look he looks good. He's you know not experiencing any discomfort, that type of stuff. So, um, never know. I mean, you just never know. Uh, that's Kobe Bryant, man. You. One thing I learned a 
love him, hate him, or or, or if you're indifferent, um, no matter what, you you can't you can't deny what Kobe Bryant is capable of doing and what he brings to the table. Um, phone number to call in: area code six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Again, six four six four seven eight zero three five six. You're locked in live to Dead End Sports. I'm your host, Twelve Kyle, joined by my boys. You know, from Dead End Hip Hop, Ken B and FIFO. Hit us up six four six. Four seven eight zero three five six. Got to thank everybody for rocking with us tonight. Uh, we had some people in the chat room earlier. Um, just thanks for coming through. We tried something different with uh, the Google Hangout uh, live stream on YouTube. Um, got people watching on there. Also, we know that the uh, Eastern Conference playoffs is going on right now. So, uh, for anybody who took any time to sit down and listen to us. Uh, and rock with us tonight. We definitely, definitely, definitely appreciate that. Uh, another thing I want to throw at you guys before we get out of here, the NFL just, um, excuse me, uh, some former NFL players just filed a lawsuit against the NFL claiming that the NFL uh, gave them painkillers to mask their injuries and subsequently has, you know, made those players um, become addicted to pain pills. Uh Former Super Bowl quarterback Jim McMahon said uh, that he uh, once played with a broken neck. Uh, and, I mean, just 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 horror stories. Um, can you? What's your take on that, man? I mean, that's that's a sad story right there. Yeah, how how did Jim McMahon play with a broken neck? I don't know. How you that's what I want to know. Um, you know what, man? I, I think if you look at, um, I, I I I do find it plausible. Um, you know, I can see because football was remember one of those sports where you play hurt no matter what. You right. get mm-hmm. you get on the field. So it it wouldn't surprise me that they would they would do something like that to, you know, keep their keep you know, keep the game going because people pay to watch the stars. So yeah, man, I could I could totally see it. Um that them uh you know, that they would have them out there um by any means necessary on some Malcolm X shit. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, man, uh, yeah, it's, it's a sad story. It shows how how the league is very self-serving, and um, you know, I, hopefully the league will do better to protect the players and, and not cause this to happen. Have you seen so anything that makes it. makes you think that that these NFL players won't be any different from Jim McMahon fifteen twenty years from now? Uh, nah, I don't think so, man, because I think the players care more about their body because now they've evolved into brands in this modern-day age of, of football, so they're more interested in protecting themselves than um, than going out there and, and getting hurt, playing with a broken neck and, and stuff like that. So, nah, not, not going to happen. I don't know how you play with a broken neck. Um, <laughs> we got about we got about three minutes left, man. Let's make it real quick. Uh, time for the closing statements, man. I'll, I'll, I'll start it off. Um, closing statement uh, takes me to 2018. Uh, Super Bowl February is going to be in the brand new stadium for the uh, Minnesota Vikings. So that means the Super Bowl will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Beautiful place. I actually uh, lived and worked in Minneapolis uh, four years ago. Um, love Minneapolis to death. Uh, that being said, you don't want to be in Minneapolis at uh, in February. Um, I understand that anytime these new teams get a, a new stadium, Roger Goodell wants to throw them a bone, throw, let them host the Super Bowl. Uh, not sure if Minneapolis is the place you want to be. 
But we'll see. Ken, what you got? Uh, you know what? Uh, you know, uh, for the first time in a long time, man, I, I, the, the Heat look old to me, man. Uh, <laughs> you know, and and that comes with age. But they're, they're, you know, I've heard people throughout the years say they're they're not as good as they were a couple of years ago, and uh, I'm kind of seeing that, man. The 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 youthfulness of Indiana is posing a lot of problems for the Heat. The Heat just can't get after it anymore, man. They're really playing and trying to win off uh, just execution and experience. So. But um, that, that's all I had. I just had to – that's all I got. <laughs> all right, we got about 60 seconds. Uh, go ahead, B. Um, Detroit Tigers, best record in the NLB right now. Uh, Mickey is on fire now. He started off kind of slow. His, his batting has been crazy in the month of May. So go Tigers, 27-14. Let's keep it up. Going into September. What about you, FIFO? Dan Gilbert, keep greasing them wheels, homie. Keep greasing them. <laughs> oh, man. want to thank everybody for tuning in. Like I said, the playoffs going on. We, we had some issues, technical difficulty issues uh, with Blog Talk Radio, man. But uh, live stream was dope. Definitely going to go look, look, look forward to going back and watching that again. Um, want to thank everybody for tuning in as you do each and every Tuesday night. Remember, this show is being broadcast live, so in the event you cannot listen to the show live, make sure that you check out the archives at blogtalkradio.com backslash dead end sports. Uh, that's going to do it for this week. For Ken, for me, for me, I'm your host, 12 Kyle. That's it. We're out of here. Peace. Happy birthday. Hey,